Check one, two. On the mic, once again, this is Kyle Means, editorial director of WeAreRegalRadio.com. And this is the time of the week where we go scope Joshua M. Hicks. My main guy doing all of this types of stuff. Getting getting his host on too. Uh, I let the I let the inmates run run the asylum for a little bit uh, last weekend with the Running with War podcast and Josh Hill now got little got little for a little bit. I don't know what Chris was talking about with the with the Mexican stuff, but you know. Just about overall, was, the stuff was pretty good. Josh, man, how you, how you doing, man? Hey, hey, I, we, you, you hosted uh, in the scope last week. Oh, I'm, I'm giving you some free reign here, man. Yeah, man, I really appreciate it. It's just funny how you brought up the Mexico thing, because that was something he randomly just brought up. He was just like, look, I just got to get this off my chest. And I was like, well... Oh, man, you had the floor, my brother. So, <laughs> that was a really interesting uh, take that he just had to get off his chest, man. That was funny. Man, he wouldn't do. I was there, it would have went down a little differently, but uh, I'm glad he got that off his chest. Had to give him, had to give him some platform for that too. Always, we always just keep keep stuff like that in mind. We soon. Conscientious young brothers here. We are really ready. So, hey, you know. But uh, with that in mind, you always bring to light certain things. Scope. And this week, you know, it's more the same, of course. I know uh, Brianna Stewart, uh, the uh, very gifted young uh, women's basketball player, is on your mind this week. So uh, why don't you tell us uh, what you what you want to talk about in regards to her? She, you know, she suffered a terrible injury playing ball, and she didn't suffer it in America though. Uh, why don't you explain to us what the situation is and, and what uh, got you to want to write about her this week? Yeah, prayers up to Brianna Stewart, who is the MVP of this past season, and. The, the champion. Uh, she's always been a winner at UConn, but she's also won a, won a championship within the first couple of years with the Seattle Storm. And um, she was playing overseas, and, over, and during her t- tenure there, she uh, tore her Achilles. It's a very tough injury to overcome, especially not just as a male, but from a female standpoint, when she is very, very well, when it comes to the versatility that she brings on on the court. Um, it's a very tough uh, setback for her, um, but you know we wish her a great uh, speedy recovery. And one of the things that really came to light within the situation was the was the aspect of professional uh, women athletes, more specifically WNBA athletes, are using opportunities to play overseas as like a second job per se, where they play during WNBA season, which is only a few months. Uh, which is very short compared to NBA seasons, regular seasons, but it's very short. And within that short time, praying during the summer, in the off season, they spend a lot of a lot of the winter time in the winter months playing overseas or playing in other professional basketball leagues, 
so that way they can maintain the financial stability that they should be demanding and seeking when it comes to playing on a professional level of basketball. And one of the things that really I, I wanted to really to discuss was.
to reality that they live in. So I'm looking for the NBA to try this. I want the NBA to step in and do what do what they can to help improve working conditions from a financial standpoint for these athletes, so that way they can stay in the league and not have to go overseas to make a, a, a to make extra change just to stay afloat in whatever they're doing and whatever they're doing. Yeah, um, it's, yeah. Definitely, man. That's a that's a great. I'm, I'm glad you're writing this column. Uh, for one, and it's definitely something that needs to be said in the wake of the Brianna Stewart injury. Uh, it's, it's such a, you know, a, a, such a painful lesson that uh, we have to learn as sports uh, observers and and everything that you know how how much these WNBA players are being taken. For granted, I, I would say the one thing though that we, we have to get across, and is you know, I think just you know, we just have to do a little bit more research on it because the numbers aren't the numbers aren't all available. But I'm pretty sure that these players, these WNBA players, these women's basketball players, are not going to Europe and elsewhere for extra change, they're going there for the main change, you know. They're getting extra change playing here in in America. Uh, I, I you know this was I heard this spoke about earlier this week on uh, uh, High Noon on on ESPN. I think and Bomani Jones kind of said it the quite well. It's like no, they shouldn't. They're they're the WNBA is looked at in the grand scheme of women's professional basketball, the way that we look at Europe, the European leagues for men's basketball. European, Europe, in Europe and in China and elsewhere, those are where players go to, to do something as a pro. And they get money that isn't, that doesn't align with what you can make in America at the top ranks. The WNBA is not really the top ranks because they don't offer the money that other people, other nations offer in their leagues. Russia, uh, you know, Russia, France, Spain, all, you know, the Eastern Bloc countries, reportedly they offer more money to for women's basketball players to play and they provide a much better way of life than the WNBA does, so that that in the in and of itself is embarrassing for the NBA and for purveyors of women's basketball in America. When you're not providing providing a, a the best way of life for these players, like you say, they do sacrifice as much and they work as hard as the as their male counterparts, and you can even say that they do more sacrificing and more hard work because the male players don't have to play in another you know the best players don't have to play in another nation and also play in America I think you know when you you look at a player like Brianna Stewart she's offering a courtesy to America and to uh, the WNBA by playing in the WNBA because she doesn't if she wants to make the best money, she has to go else. Why else would they even play those games in Russia? 
Why why else would they they play more games in those other in those other nations? So off top, you you know they're getting more money. They play these short schedules, these uh, summer schedules here in America, because that's the only time that the networks will allow them to be on TV. So the way that we treat the WNBA as a whole in this sports in this sports atmosphere here in America is is pretty messed up, and you know that's we got to get to the root of a lot of things before you know we even know that we got to get to the root of a lot of things along with this this pay the differential because you know if 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 we don't change the way I think that we look at the WNBA as a whole then that pay differential will not change at, at any point in the future and, and it's going to lead to more issues like we like we've seen this week with Brianna Stewart that's a very good point, Kyle. And another prime example of your sentiment that you really just uh, harped on was Diana Taurasi. In 2015, she stepped down and said, I'm not going to play the FWBA this season. Because yeah. her deal with Russia allowed her to play all throughout the year with Russia, and they paid her to set to rest her body in the summer. So she basically got basically got more money than she could have made in the WBA by really sitting out a whole season on top of playing all year round. And, and you're right, we have to improve the conditions and the way that we view the WNBA. Because otherwise, there won't be a, otherwise, what's the point of the WNBA itself? I understand that the league is trying to promote an opportunity for uh, women to play in the same countries, in the same cities and states as men do, um, as men did, especially if you're a young girl growing up to be a professional, growing up with the dream of playing in a professional sport in America so your family can see and so you can have the support of your friends at your games and things and things of that sort. I understand. But there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into that, like we talked about. And with them, you know, constantly, uh, some of them, even during the season, during the times in the NBA, they have families. They actually make families. They have their new pregnancies, um, giving birth to their kids, taking a couple, taking maybe a year off just to go, uh, to, you know, go through that process and regroup before they even step back onto the court. And then you're talking about the fact that WNBA players may not have, don't have the same opportunities outside of the league like NBA players do. There's not many WNBA players that have sponsorships. There's not many WNBA players that have deals outside of the actual league that's outside of basketball in general. Um, there's not many opportunities for that unless you're a top-tier WNBA player. So, and, for, and it's... Really unfortunate for WNBA to go to this right now because of the fact that obviously CBA deals is about to be expired, so they got to renegotiate those terms, which is going to be very difficult. Now they're not uh, they're going to utilize this type of situation to give leverage and possibly um, increasing at least the financial standpoint of the pay that they can uh, receive. And um, like I said, not to mention if they, and if these things don't improve. You got uh, athletes basically already saying, like, I'm going to just stay overseas. Like, like you mentioned, I'll just stay overseas. I'll play in Europe. I'll play in Asia. I'll play in Australia and in China and Russia and these uh, professional leagues that offer more money because it's not worth it to them making basically uh, cheap change for a few months in the U.S. when they can go overseas and play all year round and get double or maybe even triple what they already making in the WNBA itself. 
it's, it, it shouldn't be to a point where a, prof- a men's professional player who doesn't even play as much on the team or play any games at all can sign a 10-day a 10-day or contract or a few months contract and make almost exactly the same amount of money as the women do or if not more than a woman that plays a full year round of basketball and barely makes it through and, and barely makes it through with the same with the same check um it's it's obviously unfair and but like you said we have to stop doing the WNBA um as just a business as, as, as just a you know a side business we need to treat it like it's a passion. Um, a very good comparison with that is on the Dean Davis show. Recently, they talked with Lawrence about his input on the the Derrick Rose documentary, and he said that when it came to Jerry Reinsdorf and running the White Sox and the Bulls, he said that the Bulls to him, you can tell that the Bulls to him was just a business, but the White Sox was his passion. And that's what the league is, is, is really dealing with, especially from an outside societal standpoint. They're treating the WNBA as a business, but the NBA is a passion. It's something that people really want to invest themselves in. So they raise, so, so they do everything that they can to make sure that every player is accountable. Mm, well, there has a, a, a platform. Yeah. Every, yeah. So it's like we have to work on getting those area in those areas taken care of really. yeah I well that's yeah I don't know about that comparison exactly I would say that the WNBA is really treated you you, you sort of stated this a little earlier they're treated more like a charity that and you know I think if the, I think the NBA would they I guess they treat it as a business in the way that they sort of invest in it in a, in a way that they they don't try to spend too much in, into it. So they try to, to minimize their losses in regards to the WNBA. But beyond that, I think they, like I say, they treat it as a charity in a way where you know, they try to keep they, they, this, is, this is a platform where they allow the great talents of women's basketball in America to, to like you say, play close to home play in front of their their kids and their families and, uh, you know, be able to do things to create, to uh, encourage younger women in the, in this country to, to take on the sport and try to excel at the sport as well. I think it, it, it could stand to be treated more as a business. And I think, you know, as a business, as well as a passion, and I think that's what happens when you, when people do invest money in things, and it seems like overseas they are having more money invested in their leagues and in these ventures that involve uh, you know promoting and pr- promoting and uh, com- competing you know with women's basketball. I, and to you know, you mentioned too, like being sorry for the WNBA. I don't, as an entity, I don't feel sorry for the WNBA. I feel sorry for the players. I feel sorry for the coaches and everyone else who is involved in the league who makes it their livelihood. And you know, if there was a way that the WNBA has to be shuttered or set aside, and and these women can find have a, a different platform, a different league that 
does pay them more more of what they're worth. You know, whether it's an international league or a league that's based here in in, in the United States, I would be all for that. And that goes, to, and I think that goes to the idea that some people say that uh, you know WNBA may have to strike; these athletes may have to strike at a certain point down the line. And if that if that's what it takes too for them to get what they're worth, you know, I would be for that as well. So. It's just a tough, it's a tough situation for the WNBA players to really to be in. Um, but I just feel like the NBA can really, if they are the parent company and they're making all this money, Adam Silver needs to work with the uh, with the front office of this league and at least come to the table but, with ideas. Yeah, they to they push this idea, uh, at least point it in the right direction to where they can possibly uh, do a, do the, what they need to do within this upcoming uh, CBA negotiations. We yeah, we could definitely stand to put more heat on the WNBA on the NBA, I should say, in regard because you know, as, as stakeholders in the WNBA, but they've had the league since the mid '90s, and they haven't they haven't offered. I mean, I, they haven't offered since the mid '90s the money, the capital, the 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 marketing, the platforming that's needed for this league. Then I don't know what what's going to make them change that. If they they know that they know what these players are going through, they they know that these players have to go elsewhere to to make you know marketable to make marketable money in order to play play the sport. Like that should be enough of a shame for anybody who's involved with professional basketball in America. They sh- they should be ashamed of themselves. They should be doing more and whatever they can to at least raise the raise these minimum wages raise these uh you know these median wages or whatever for for the the women's basketball players and make them more compatible you know uh, compatible with nba you know you you can't necessarily make them equal to the nba but you know i think as progressives progressive minds and uh you know people who in in other areas of life we you know i know not to speak for you but I, speaking for myself you know i'm for equal pay in regards to women in all aspects of life in regards to you know all industries and stuff women should be paid the same as men especially if they're qualified and you know they they've earned they've earned those wages that they that they want so if you're at a certain level with a man and you, you know the man is worth that much, worth for certain much, certain amount I should say, then that then a woman should get that same thing. It shouldn't be a woman earning 75%, 75 cent for every dollar that a man gets. So, you know, if you look at and like you said earlier with the WNBA, that's more like every dollar a man gets you know a, a lady's getting like 15 cent at least raise it to 50 cent or something like that you know something that is, is approaching what we what we're aiming for in the, in our current society you know and and if it's if it means taking more of a loss if you're the nba then just you just want to take that loss but it doesn't seem like they're interested in doing that 
neck either. The right. NBA has, thri- has been thriving to a point where every year they make more and more and more than what their average income normally is. Right. Um, a prime example really is the Golden State Warriors. I mean, they're about to open up a whole new stadium. And within a whole new stadium, they're already projected to make at least double or triple back the money they invested in the stadium alone. Just off of that investment alone, like, it, it shows that the NBA's progressiveness from an income and revenue standpoint is so high that it, do, it, it doesn't make sense to, at least, like you said, use some of that money that you obviously, and, um, you're obviously uh, have coming in, utilize that money towards aiding the WNBA and its players and improving uh, some of that payroll, some of that payroll to where, like you said, they may not have the equal pay of a male, but at the same time, they'll have at least a better pay than $75,000 a year, which is something that average person like you and I can technically make in any field that we really want to get ourselves into. So, obviously, the NBA needs to do more and can do more, but like you said, until we it starts with us and the way we view the league itself as a whole and stop viewing it as in just a regular business or, or anything like that. It's more to it than that. And for us to uh, view that, view it that way, it is shameful from, especially if you're a huge basketball fan and you actually can connect in some sort of way with the athletes and what they go through on a consistent basis. Yeah, and you know, I think if, if the thing, and the thing about that is, I think if you ask most most men who really are into basketball and who you know look at things in a certain way they you know you'll find agreement on that on that level the unfortunate thing is that outside of that outside of our community as basketball enthusiasts you have you still have so many men who look at women and look at women's sports and and demean it and you know, whatever chance they get, they demean it and they downgrade it and they, they don't give it any type of chance in regards to viewing viewing it and going out or going out to support it, buying tickets and stuff like that, buying apparel. And uh yeah, that's that's a that's a tough role, that type of uh discrimination and, and you know, second class citizenship. That's some that's a hard role for for uh, you know, women to Deal that's a, to travel down in in particular in in general, but in particular, you know, you have uh, you know you have those issues in sports. You you could look at in other in other sports too with uh, soccer. You know, the women's soccer team USA, very much more successful than than the men's team is. They they go out and win World Cups and they. They place in the Olympics, unlike uh, the men's team, but they make less. They they receive less money, receive less pay than the men. That's you know that's the stuff that's in, that's going back to stuff that's inherent in our society. That's that's stuff that uh, is deeper than than just than than pay and deeper than sports. How we view sports. That's that's just straight up what's inherent in our society and, and we all we all have to work in, against that stuff that pay, that type of patriarchy because uh it, you know it's unfair and it, and it leads to you know it affects all all the women in our lives in a certain way 
know, so definitely uh, appreciate that you're speaking out against that and in your own way with this column, Josh. So, uh, yeah, man, yeah, Diddy and uh, P. Diddy and Biggie Small said it best we can't change the world until we change ourselves, and this is the perfect platform to have discussions like this so that way, so that um, we can utilize our platforms to help drive the narrative of creating change. Obviously, uh, you and I are not in a financial band once where we can be like, oh no, I'll drop some bank here for the women here, we'll be good to go. We're trying to get to that level, but from an overall mental aspect of what we deal with on an everyday basis, especially when it comes to the African American community, African American community, and the females that represent that community, especially within the realm of sports, it's our job and our duty to step up for what's right and um, using our platforms to promote the change and the equality that we want to see. And, I, and, I, and like, and like when we started from this before, that's the whole purpose of this compound, to help highlight those issues. And this is just basically another one of the many issues that gets underlooked and undervalued when it comes to sports. And, uh, it's, it's all, and all we're doing is just highlighting the necessity uh, that it deserves, the needs that it deserves uh, from a highlighted standpoint and from a social justice change and uh, initiative standpoint. Yeah, and and when you look at the 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 fight that people can make individually, I I remember you uh, saying in in the last running with war, you know, talking up talking about with Chris, uh, you know, who we know uh, values women's sports, women's athletics and stuff, and in particular the Chicago Sky uh, of the WNBA. You know, you y'all know y'all talked about you know going to see a game this year and. You know, we're gonna we're trying we're gonna try to do some coverage, uh, up you know up our coverage as well with the sky, uh, for you know for we are real radio going forward, uh, you know with like I said with a guy like Chris on our side, I think that's gonna be pretty easy to do, but uh, you know I like I said I encourage men, especially if you have daughters or or other or the young ladies in your life, you know take them out to a sky game. Or or in or game of the WNBA in your in your region your your area, you know, take them out to a game, you know, put some money and put some more money into to these ventures, you know, buy a jersey or or a shirt or whatever you want, you know, support, follow and support these women online, you know, watch games, you know, I I, I definitely will check out a Sky game. You know, uh, on TV, you know, it, I just it's good ball to me. You know, it's it's not the same as the NBA, of course, but it's it's good ball, and I like to see, you know, see how they're doing it and root them on. So, you know, just like I say, just just have a more of a progressive mind state when it comes to these things, and realize the sacrifice and uh, the hard work that these ladies do is just as much as in any of your favorite male athletes. So, and, you know, just for that reason alone, you gotta respect them. You know, that's that's the uh, last thing I'm gonna say on that. But uh, Josh, before we head out, man, with this, you know, anything else that's on your mind? Not much, man, nothing much. I'm just glad the playoffs are here. It's been really heat, it's been really, you know, testy and gritty. Um, a lot of good matchups, uh, a couple upsets, but as far as the games, are, uh, the recent games is concerned, in the end, I mean, uh, excuse me, the Orlando Magic picking up a win, and the Brooklyn Nets picking up a win. 
Um, it's, been, it's been really good uh, basketball so far, so I'm excited to see what the rest of the playoffs have to offer. Definitely, definitely. Great time of the year. When you look at the playoffs uh, unfolding and uh, yeah, right, like I said, right around the corner, the WNBA season is is uh, going to be tipping off as well pretty soon. So, uh, you know, a lot of great stuff for, for basketball coming up. Uh, and, uh, we, you know, you can follow us. Definitely, we are Regal Radio, uh, War on Anchor. We got all types of basketball stuff for you. Uh, the, the most recent Running With War podcast uh, in two parts. Both parts are available now uh, on We Are Regal Radio uh, on Anchor. And, uh, you know, like I said, you can listen to Josh and Chris uh, Sid, Sidney Brown, Ryan Bukovsky, Tony Gill, they were all chopping it up and having fun, Talk uh, previewing the first round and talking some other stuff, talking the Bulls and the Lakers. Uh, so uh, you'll enjoy that one if you if you haven't listened to that already. And uh, also we'll have uh, sort of a short playoff diary segments that we're, uh, that we're doing throughout the playoffs as well. Uh, so you can check those out coming pretty soon on war on anchor as well so yeah if you're if you're into into ball into uh into hoops you know male or female you know definitely rock with us going forward we are radio.com war on anchor uh everywhere apple podcast uh spreaker tune in spotify you know we got you man you can't escape us man ain't no excuse uh, so Josh, man, uh, of course, Josh Column, In the Scope. This is the In the Scope podcast. In the Scope, a new one coming up uh, tomorrow, Friday, as we record this. And uh, I'll read uh, definitely talk talk about your two pieces that uh before we go your two pieces that you wrote this past week. Uh, pretty important pieces that uh you want to get out there, especially the one with. Uh, yeah, the one on Kyle Corver. That's that's uh, t- t- talk about those right quick. Yeah, so my two uh, recent columns have been obviously about the first night of the playoffs, my predictions going forward, and as far as who's going to win, and the series as far as how many games are going to win as well. So definitely check that out. But the Kyle Corver one, um, I basically just wrote saying that Kyle Corver is basically um, using his template as a white male to um, create change for black African American, for black or African Americans, especially in, within his uh, workforce as a professional athlete. And it's very important that white males that read that letter, that white males that may not have an understanding of what it is to deal with black America, it is important that you utilize his letter as a template to at least try and make an effort to understand what we as African Americans truly go through on a daily basis. And I've highlighted basically that it's important that they know. And it's important that they don't just know, they act upon it and show the support that we as blacks need in America because the, the, the discrepancies are there. Just like we mentioned earlier, uh, earlier on this podcast about the discrepancies between uh, equal pay from a women from the women's league to the men's basketball league. It's the same thing with it's with in society. There's a there's a difference between being a white male in America and a black man in America. And for Kyle Corbett to play in a in a league 
where it's basically 80% blacks and made up of the black males uh, and black male force per se. Uh, it's very important that when racial issues like this come up and arise that white counterparts step up to the plate and defend us and defend uh, and combat and utilize the platform to combat racism the way that Kyle Porter stepped up and did. So definitely check out that cop check out both of those columns on wearebeagleradio.com. Yeah, empathy is such a big thing, man. It's something that we can't have uh, too much of in 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 the world, man, and in, in, in America, man. I think we lose so much when we don't empathize with other people and we, when we just get so caught up in our own stuff and our own struggle. We all have our own struggles that we're dealing with, but if you realize that other people struggle and you realize what they're fighting, you know, fighting against on the daily, you know, you open yourself up to a greater understanding about things and you definitely open yourself up to a greater understanding of sisterhood and brotherhood that I think we all need, man. We got a lot of things that we, you know, we, we've been fighting against that aren't getting, you know, aren't getting taken care of because of a lack of empathy. And, you know, uh, Kyle Corbett definitely showed a, a great example, as you put it in your column, for, for his people and I think for all people uh, going forward, man. We got to look, we got to understand each other better, so. Uh, definitely check out that column. It's a good read. Uh, I, I know the one thing I want to want to jump on you about since I didn't get the chance to over the weekend. Uh, I don't know where you come from giving the Pistons two games against the Bucks. <laughs> That's not a good. That I wasn't a good them, prediction. I didn't give them two games. I gave them one. You gave them one. <laughs> I gave them one. Oh, okay. I'm mean, my fault. But you shouldn't. Yeah, have, you shouldn't have gave them one. one. Who? Yeah, I gave the Pistons one game. And I gave the Orlando Magic one game. The Magic got their game. Yeah. The Pistons, however, do. I don't think they're gonna get. You gave somebody two. Point. I had to look. You gave somebody two games though, and I didn't understand. Let me see. <laughs> I had to look that up right quick. But I don't know, man. But you know, predictions are predictions. They like, like you said, they uh, you know, that that was some funny stuff over the weekend. It seems that uh, some of the the series have sort of evened out for the most part. You know, that is one series, though, that uh, that 1-8 in the East that looks like it's just a complete over, overwhelming there. But uh, we're going to talk more about that in the Playoff Diary. So listen for that coming up soon on WeAreRegalRadio.com. Now, we're going to wrap up in the scope here. Uh, Kyle Means, Editorial Director, WeAreRegalRadio.com. Once again, signing off with my main man Joshua M. Hicks and uh, we'll get back to y'all next week man with another great session ITS alright